Hi everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 152 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, thank you for this opportunity to start another podcast, and thank you for providing us with the materials that we use that uh, hopefully is informative and beneficial to our listeners. Pray you bless all, all of our listeners. Pray you help them to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. Not to be easily deceived by con artists and liars and deceivers, but would seek uh, your wisdom in how they make decisions based upon facts, based upon truth, based upon reality, and not based upon propaganda. But I just pray, Father, that you would Guide all of us, help us to walk in your truth and your will. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Hey, amen. What's up, my brother? Oh, man, it's good to see you again. Likewise. It's uh, same here. It's always good to see you every week. Yep. It's like uh, uh, it's, I look forward to our time uh, spent together. And uh, the beautiful thing about, uh, you know, being not uh, uh couple thousand miles away is that you know we do it through uh uh uh, the uh, internet or these uh zoom meetings that we call but uh man it's just it's like we we don't lose a beat right we continue going and providing the material that we can and uh so praise the lord i'm glad for this time we have modern technology Ah, and while while you're sitting over there in 60 degree weather in sunny southern california (laughs) <laughs> I am. Uh, we're facing uh, inclement weather here in uh, this part of North Carolina, and they're predicting a snowstorm this weekend. Wow, snowstorm! Actually, I, wait. I don't. I, when you said sixty degree weather, I mean, I don't even. I don't mean to boast, but uh, that's that's too cold for us, bro. So it's more like. I know. Wait, wait, probably wait. You're probably wearing a jacket when you go out the house. Huh? I had to look it up on my handy dandy uh, phone, and uh, it says uh, 75 degrees here in Santee, California. Oh, it must be freezing. Don't mean to brag or anything like that, you know. But I'm gonna uh, give you in Locust right now in North Carolina. It is 47 degrees. <laughs> Ouch! <clears throat> now that that here in San Diego is thick jacket season. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to get down to 32 degrees. And Sunday, 26 degrees with precipitation and a predicting snow. Oh, man. So I'm going to get my winter wonderland. <laughs> better start uh, packing on some uh, jackets there, bro. 
<laughs> well, my my uh, muscle car is going to stay in the garage. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you know, you got gotta keep that away from the snow, definitely. Oh man. Anyway, so we have some hot items, brother. Uh, I know it was just a few days ago that we had our last podcast, but man, man, oh man, do we have a lot to cover tonight? Well, you know what's funny? You said it's been a couple days since we did our last podcast. Mm-hmm. And two days seems to be way too long in nowadays, you know, type of data transfer transferring, right? Or or getting the updated news. It's like within the hour that you should be making another podcast or reporting something else. <laughs> it's, so. it's coming it's coming fast and furious, isn't it? And yeah, I, it sure I, is. I do a morning briefing and a night watch news program every day, morning morning and night. Mm-hmm. And I still can't get through all of it. It's yeah. just too much. It's it's a water hose. I mean, it's it's like drinking out of a, it's like drinking out of fire hydrant or fire yeah. hose. No, you're right. That. You're right. Yeah. I think when we first started doing the podcast, you know, what a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, or I think two years now, um, one of the things, you know, because we were doing week by week, I thought, are we going to have enough material, you know, in the long run? <laughs> it's like we don't even have time to go through the material. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Now, here's the uh, thing, folks. So the, the, the name of Vortex Apologetic, it, what basically is happening is we talk news and we talk theology and we talk uh, just basic wisdom of life. That's what mm-hmm. the podcast does. And we see it all from a uh, believer in Jesus Christ viewpoint. The viewpoint that God presents to us through scripture. So even the news is looked at through that viewpoint when we go through the news. So just to clarify what that is. Well, I think we're going to begin with a United States patent number, brother. Mm, Okay. And that is, I'll find it. It's patent number 72793270. So, Folks, if you just get on and go to DuckDuckGo, uh, Google, the, you can't trust Google to get it right. So go to DuckDuckGo, go to the U.S. Patent Office website, hit the search bar, and put in U.S. Patent number 72793270 and see what you get. Mm. <clears throat> that patent... Issued as U.S. Patent 72793270, clearly lays out in a very specific gene sequency, and I printed it out and ran out of ink, the fact that we know, or the fact that we knew that the ACE receptor, the ACE2 binding domain, the S1 spike protein, and other elements of what we have Come to know, uh, come to know as a scourge pathogen was mm-hmm. not only engineered, but could be synthetically modified in the laboratory using nothing more than gene sequencing technologies. So I, I became very interested in this. Mm, yeah, sounds very interesting. And I says, okay, so I'm going to go look it up. So I looked it up, and guess what I found. All of a sudden, now it just disappeared on me. Just as I come into the into this, now it doesn't want to show up. Okay, I'm gonna have to type it back in and get it again. My goodness, I wonder why it did that. <laughs> All right, so 
the number again. It's going to be all fields. I had it all ready to go, brother, and then it just dropped on me. Oh, it's okay, brother. People go, oh, you don't really have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's typically what happens. Okay, patent number. And it's going to be 7279327. Is that what I said? Mm-hmm. Search. All right. And what we come up with is the United States patent, Curtis, October the 9th, 2007, methods for producing recombinant coronavirus. What? Inventors, Christopher M. Curtis, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Boyd Yunt, Hillsboro, North Carolina. Ralph S. Barrick, Haw River, North Carolina. And I, I decided to move here. <laughs> the assignee. The assignee. Is that why you moved to North Carolina, brother? Now huh? that I'm, I'm putting two and two together. That's why you moved to North Carolina, huh? You found out about this patent way before you left, and you figure... You can turn your garage into some sort of laboratory. You're really actually not studying theology. You're you're becoming a chemist, huh? <laughs> uh, cops tend to raid places like that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me, small. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. <you know. laughs> All right. Anyway, that was pretty good, brother. Anyway. Assignee, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. All right, gets better. Family ID, 26963129. Application number, 10-474962. Filed on April 19, 2002. PCT filed April 19, 2002. PC number, PCT number, PCT slash US 02 slash 12453. Um, and the date was uh, May 25th, 2004. Uh, publishing, publishing date was uh, October 31st, 2002. A PCT published number W O 02 I'm not making this up, I'm mm. looking at it right now. And guess who contracted? With UC, I'm sorry, with the University of North Carolina, I'm, I'm used to University of California, University <laughs> of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, to do this project. <clears throat> the National Institute of Health. What Really? Oh, wow. And guess who was running the National Institute of Health and guess who was working with him at the time? Francis Collins mm-hmm. and Anthony Fauci. Wow. Wow. This so-called virus that hit us two years ago, is it two years or three years? No, I've lost track. Two years ago? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, two years. That has shut everything, shut, shut people down, killed businesses, has 
you know, cause all of this havoc over the last two years was invented right here in North Carolina. And apparently in conjunction with the Wuhan lab in China. Hmm. All you got to do, folks, look up the patent number. Yeah. Yeah. Laziness. Let me let me say this. Because people need to hear this. They need to wait. People, you need to wake up. Because laziness is going to kill your kids and your grandkids. Mm. I'm going to say it again. Because this, there needs to be a shock factor here because people need to be shocked out of their sitcoms on television and into reality. Absolutely. Laziness is going to kill your children and your grandchildren. Mm. You need to start researching. Get off of the TV. Stop watching the mainstream or corporate media propaganda machine. They're lying to you and start learning this stuff. Mm -hmm. Laziness will kill your family. Yep. Now, here's what the abstract synopsis says. And this is kind of technical, but I think you'll get the gist of it, folks. I'll try to get through this. Methods for producing recumbent coronavirus abstract. A helper cell for producing an infectious replication defective coronavirus. Or more generally, nidovirus, particle cell comprises A, of a nidovirus permissive cell, B, a nidovirus replicon RNA compromising the nidovirus, nidovirus packaging signal and the heterologous RNA sequence, wherein the replicon RNA further lacks a sequence encoding at least one nidovirus structural protein. And C, at least one separate helper RNA encoding the at least one structural protein absent from the replicon RNA, the helper RNA lacking the nidovirus packaging signal. The combined expression of the replicon RNA and the help RNA in the nidovirus permissive cell produces an assembly nidovirus particle, which compromise, which comprises the heterologous RNA sequence, is able to infect a cell and is unable to complete viral replication in the absence of the helper RNA due to the absence of the structural protein coding sequence in the packaged replicon. Compositions for use in making such helper cells along with viral particles produced from such cells. Compositions of such viral particles and methods of making and using such viral particles are also disclosed. Mm. That is in the patent. I printed the thing out, ran out of ink because it's like 27 or 28 pages. Now I got to go to Walmart and buy more ink. Mm. <clears throat> but here's the thing. It's real. This is not science fiction. This is not a science fiction thriller. This is real life. Yeah. Now, 
statement of federal support. This invention was made possible with government support under grant numbers AI, or Adam India, 23946, and GM, or George Mary, 63228, or if you prefer... Uh, you know, military phonetics, uh, you can use those too, <laughs> from the National Institutes of Health. The United States government has certain rights to this invention. Mm. The National Institute of Health, ladies and gentlemen, wow. Dr. Dr. Francis Collins and Dr. Anthony Fauci. Conflict of interest much? Um, mass murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Wow, there's a reason. I mean, now with even with this information that you just that, that you found out, brother, doesn't the picture become even more clear as to why Fauci was doing the things he was doing, saying the things he was saying, and you know, uh, trying to discard or minimize or shut down those that were skeptical about every single thing that he would say or the uh, uh, um, the data and the analytics, you know, the skepticism that was brought to him and he completely, you know, uh, tried to shut them down. I think we know now why he was doing that. And I think this is evidence that even more so, brother, that man, this guy, they need to get rid of him <laughs> badly. Well, uh, Judy Mekovich and others were exposing him years ago. Absolutely. And man, look at them. I mean, they, they, they're almost in the dark, right? They're still producing things and information, but anything right. that is written by them, whether book or articles, uh, or even uh, via video, you know, uh, as far as like documentaries, what's right. happened to them? They've been blackballed, not allowed to or, or censored or, you know, try to be shut down in some way or another. Right. And she worked for Fauci. Yeah, that's and right. He, he wanted her to do something that was unscrupulous, illegal yeah. and unethical. And she said no. Yeah. So, so he fired her. Yeah. And she's got the goods on him. Yep. She sure does. And she's been screaming from the housetops. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the fact that he murdered a whole bunch of people during the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, that's true. Because he's been around a long time. Right. Right. And uh, just look into that, folks, because people are screaming about what he did during the AIDS epidemic. The fact that <laughs> he subscribed treatments that were killing people. Mm -hmm. And he said that uh, AIDS resulted from uh, what was uh, what was it there? I can't think of the, what it's called. Yeah, I, I don't remember. What he was saying that AIDS re, uh, was result of was a lie. Mm. Um, HIV. HIV. AIDS is not the result of HIV. And they, we've learned that. We found that out. And he lied about the whole thing. And as a result, it, it threw the treatment off in the wrong direction, and people died as a result. Mm. Yep. This guy is not a real medical doctor. He's a bureaucrat. And um, 
uh, Rand Paul, who's who himself is a doctor and a senator, has been calling Fauci out a lot lately, and really going oh, yeah. after him, mm-hmm. and for good reason. Right. Right. So, folks, if if you ran out and got the shot, the Fauci shot, I call it, because you thought it was going to protect you from this invention that I just talked about in this patent number. You just walk right into the trap. I hate to hate to say that. I don't want to see people, people suffer all of these ill effects mm-hmm. from, from these mRNA Fauci shots. But people are, the, the adverse reactions to these vaccines are horrendous. Over a million adverse reactions, according to VAERS, over 100,000 deaths as a result of the mRNA Fauci shots, according to CDC VAERS. Mm-hmm. And that's historically 1% reporting. Nurses and doctors are being told not to report it. And the, the uh, paperwork and the time that it takes to report it cuts into their shift and their treatment time. In other words, as busy as they typically are during a shift to take care of patients, they don't have time to fill out the paperwork to VAERS. Yeah. And so the reporting is very low. And so the real number is a whole lot higher than that. So these are all facts, folks. This is not a conspiracy theory. These are facts. I'm sitting here looking at the patent right here on my computer screen, and I have a hard copy right here that showed the beef. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. I see it. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so this is serious stuff. And people, we, we need to stop believing the the fantasy land of the mainstream media. Absolutely, that's now we can't say that enough, right, brother? That's that's correct. Now there's more, brother. There's been a uh, <clears throat> there's been an indictment filed mm. at the International Criminal Court in The Hague, the same court that was used to try the Nazis in the Nuremberg trial after World War II. On December the 20th, 2021, in a stunning 46-page legal filing to the International Criminal Court on December the 6th, an intrepid attorney and seven applicants accused Anthony Fauci Peter Daskett, Melinda Gates, William Gates III, or Bill Gates, and 12 others of numerous violations of the Nuremberg Code. These include various crimes against humanity and war crimes as defined by the Rome Statutes, Articles 6, 7, 8, 15, 21, and 53. Now, besides the four kingpins, 12 others were named, including the CEOs of the leading vaccine corporations and the head leaders held accountable for the United Kingdom. They are Albert Albert Borla, 
CEO of Pfizer, Stefan Bonsell, CEO of AstraZeneca, mm. Pascal Soriot, CEO of Moderna, Alex Gorksky, CEO of Johnson & Johnson, Tedros Adhanom um, Gebrasis, I butchered his name, but Director General of the WHO. Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister. Yep. Christopher Whitty, UK Chief Medical Advisor. Matthew Hancock, former UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. Saheed Havid, current UK Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. June Rain, UK Chief Executive of Medicines and Healthcare Products. Dr. Ravid Shah, President of the Rockefeller Foundation. And last but not least, Klaus Schwab, President of the World Economic Forum and the author wow. of COVID-19, The Great Reset. A yeah. book which I read, by the way. So Dr. Ravi Shah, having worked for the Gates Foundation since 2001, was named a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader in 2007. He now presides over the Rockefeller Foundation, a group funding ID 2020 along with the Gates Foundation. Mm. Klaus Schwab, a wickedly intelligent, perhaps diabolical German with double doctorate degrees in economics and engineering, is the founder of the World Economic Forum, a club for the wealthiest percentile of the world's corporate and political elite. He is a power broker who has groomed many presidents, prime ministers, and tech CEOs who now view him with reverence and unswerving loyalty. Swab, an economist and technocrat, has befriended many nations, most significantly China's Xi Jinping, who delivered a key speech at Davos. He praised his vision of a new world order. On January 25th, 2021, Klaus Schwab vowed his support for Xi Jinping with these words. Quote, Mr. President, I believe this is the best time to reset, keyword, mm -hmm. our policies and to work jointly for a peaceful and prosperous world. <laughs> Cold <laughs> words, folks. We all welcome now His Excellency Xi Jinping, President of the People's Republic of China, end quote. Well, when he talks about a peaceful and prosperous wor world, remember I read his book, what he really means is a depopulated world mm -hmm. and the elites can live in peace with one another. Many consider Swab the mastermind behind the current movement towards cryptocurrency, universal identification, and a one-world fascist government to be run jointly in totalitarian fashion with China. Now, Attorney Hannah Rose the seven and seven applicants brought the Nuremberg action on behalf of the victims, the entire population of the United Kingdom. She filed the legal proceeding with the International Criminal Court located at The Hague. The Hague is notable for its long history of helping victims seek redress for war crimes and defining appropriate ethical guidelines for conduct during war. Following the Nazi atrocities committed during World War II, the war crime trials were held in Nuremberg, Germany. Following these, a set of principles was developed 
which ultimately led to the development of the Nuremberg Code. Well, these principles essentially meant that anyone, no matter how wealthy or powerful, even a head of state, was not above the law. The fact that the law of their home nation would permit their action would not relieve the person from justice under international law. In particular, the medical experiments conducted by the Nazi doctors led to strict rules and ethical principles regarding future human scientific trials, including the doctrine of necessary informed consent, key to what we've been talking about on this podcast, and freedom from coercion, another key, or threat by submitting to experimental drugs, exactly what has been going over on over the last year and a half yep. with these That's- COVID shots, with Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, and AstraZeneca, and the others. Mm-hmm. So it, the article goes on, but basically the point is they filed this with The Hague, And I heard today, uh, I'm still trying to verify it, but I heard today that they've taken up the case and they are going to bring these people to trial with a judge, a jury, the whole nine yards. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that needs to happen. I mean... Especially, you know, with what's been going on, you know, in the last, uh, well, not to say a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, the patent was what done 07. Right. Brother, I say we should look at all those uh, 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 things that are keep coming out from years back. So, man, that would be. But will we see that? That's the million dollar question, brother. What do you think? I think it's highly possible. that oh, we OK, that's good. I, I think it's highly possible we'll see these people brought to justice. Yeah. Well, at least the at least the court will act. Right. You got you got to get them into custody and all that. That's not an easy prospect. Right, and that could take years. <laughs> um, possibly. It depends yeah. on who's behind this. It depends on who's acting behind the scenes. You know. We don't know everything's going on. We probably know a very small percentage of what's really going on with everything behind the scenes. Right. So I don't know. We're going to wait and see, but at least the court is taking this seriously and taking it seriously. Now, Dr. Michael Yeadon, he used to work at Pfizer. He was a research-based PhD in respiratory pharmacology and former vice president and chief scientist at Pfizer. Here's what he had to say, or here's what, uh, this is what uh, this attorney wrote, excuse me, uh, Hannah, what I mentioned earlier, uh, Hannah Rose. Okay. Uh, so attorney Hannah Rose relied partly on the expertise of Dr. Uh, Yaden, and she said this, the COVID-19 vaccines do not meet the requirement to be categorized as vaccines and are in fact gene therapy. Dr. Mike Yaden, a joint applicant in this request, asserts that claims calling the COVID-19 injections a vaccine is public Mm -hmm. manipulation and misrepresentation of clinical 
treatment. It's not a vaccination. It's not prohibiting infection. It's not a prohibiting transmission device. It's a means by which your body is conscripted to make the toxin that then allegedly your body somehow gets used to dealing with it. But unlike a vaccine, which is to trigger the immune response, this is to trigger the creation of the toxin. mRNA uses the cell's machinery to synthesize proteins that are supposed to reassemble the spike protein of the virus, which is what it uses to enter cells via the ACE2 receptor. These proteins are then identified by the immune system, which builds antibodies against them. The real concern is that these proteins could accumulate in the body, especially in regions of higher of high concentration of the ACE2 receptors, such as the gonads. If the immune system then attacks the location where they accumulate, then you could be dealing with an autoimmune condition. Mm. Dr. Yaden mentioned in an interview that our governments have grossly exaggerated the entire threat of COVID-19. He notes that COVID-19 represents a slightly greater risk than influenza if you are older than age 70, but a much lower risk than the seasonal flu if you are younger. So it's just absurd that you should be happy or willing to let your economy and civil society be smashed for something which represents for almost everyone working in lower risk than influenza but that's true. So Yaden is a part of this action that's being taken at The Hague. We don't need vaccines for this particular, um, I call it a bioweapon. Uh-huh. And I just, I just mentioned the patent, right? Out right. Of, you know, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, right? What they've shown has been effective is hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin A, and others. And if you, if you look at the Z-Stack by Dr. Zelenko, it is the closest you can get to hydroxychloroquine without it actually being hydroxychloroquine. Mm. And is just as effective, pretty close to just as effective. And you can get you can buy that online for fifty five bucks a, a bottle, and it will protect you by building your natural immunity against this coronavirus better than any of these vaccines, which, by the way, are really really harming people. Yeah, I heard a report today from an airline pilot. I was listening to a podcast where he was being interviewed, and he was saying yes. It is true, we have had pilots drop dead in the pilot seat while flying a commercial airliner. Oh, geez. And they have to divert and go, you know, emergency, call an emergency, divert, land, and get him off the airplane. Hmm. So the co it's up to the co-pilot to get the plane down. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. People are dropping left and right. I, I, I saw two athletes again this week, though. One was a, a, a Olympic runner, great shape, dropped dead. Mm. Uh, another one was, I believe, a football player, dropped dead. 
I mean, they, it's just, and they say, oh, we don't know what's causing this. We can't explain it. Yeah. The 18 to 28-year-old category, the number of deaths by myocarditis, pericarditis, thrombosis, and other heart conditions has skyrocketed. And they're saying, um, we don't understand what's happening. We don't understand why it's happening. You, you know, that's like the kid who got into the cookie jar. Yeah. He gets into the cookie jar, and, that, and then he's got chocolate all over his face. His mom comes up and sees the chocolate over his face. He says, hey, Johnny, um, did you get into the cookie jar? And Johnny goes, uh-uh. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> and she says, really? How did all that chocolate get all over your face? I don't know. This is how they're acting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Fauci gets confronted by Rand Paul <clears throat> about yeah. gain of function research, the connection between Chapel Hill and Wuhan lab in China and the NIH. And he says, I don't know. I it's like Johnny with his hand in the cookie jar, reaching in, right? Yep, and he's got chocolate. Are you taking uh, cookies there, Johnny? No. How did you get? How did your hand get in the cookie jar? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on all this, brother. Well, it's to me the picture cannot get any clearer. It's like. Okay, so you know how you see those uh, uh, those picture frames where you have to concentrate and focus on the picture? It's like all kinds of different. It almost looks like a digital type of thing on the picture. But when you focus on it, you got to be focused. You got to look at the middle and, and don't move your eyes. And then the picture of what the actual portrait is right. shows up. Right. That's kind of what we're getting, I believe, with finding out this information, you know, and praise the Lord for, you know, uh, um, people like you, brother, that do research and, and, and go the extra mile to provide, uh, you know, real information in, regard, in regards to, you know, everything that's going on with COVID and all these, uh, with the mandates that are happening and, and, you know, looking into the background of a lot of these things, we, which, you know, we need to do, we need to be challenged to do that. But it's the, yes. the, the picture is becoming clearer and clearer. It you really know, is. It's the interest uh, of these people in in why they were pushing, you know, the 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 vaccines and all this stuff. It, it, can I get any clearer why there was a conflict of interest there? And you can see why just by the patent alone, right? And you know, and I was thinking today, you know, um, at this point, ignorance is really no excuse. Oh, absolutely not. No. The, the, the information is out there. It is. And it's readily available. Now, let me ask you a quick question in regards to that before you move on to more on your thoughts there. Mm -hmm. Why do people, A, you know, because let's say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you as an example. You can provide them all this information and some people will go, uh, you're still wrong, right? Or some people will go, well, that's, that's what your conclusion is. The majority of people think, you know, this way they're going with it uh, or it's like, well, you know, they're the doctors. I'll believe them. 
why do you see people going with the flow instead of, you know what, let me look into these things because there's a little bit too much obvious things that are taking place that I should look into these things. Do you think people, because they see these doctors, you know, uh, Congress people, because they're so way up there that, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to be removed. Or is it just they conform and, you know, we're robots. That's what we're going to do because everybody's doing it. Or they want, or, or when are people or men like you that research and bring these things about, are people afraid of being, you know, ostracized, basically blackball and say, hey, that guy right there, he's up to no good by doing all these research, getting into things he shouldn't be getting into. But obviously, you're not because the information is public domain, basically. <laughs> yes, it is. And well, they're the doctors. And why should I believe you when you don't have right. a medical degree? Right. Right. Dr. Robert Malone is a doctor. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yaden is a doctor. Right. The frontline doctors are doctors. Right. Right. Uh, Dr. Uh, Judy Mikovich. Right. Right. She's a, she a bio, biomedical researcher. She knows more about this stuff than most people. And we can go down the list of doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor that's had to go into podcasts and alternative media sources and BitChute and other places like that because they've been kicked off of other platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, the mainstream media, who are coming out and saying, this is a hoax folks it's <laughs> false how about dr zelenko mm -hmm. he's a doctor so yeah i am listening to the doctors i'm presenting their information their right. materials dr zelenko was the guy who treated trump when he got sick dr zelenko was successful in treating hundreds of people in new york with guess what hydroxychloroquine <laughs> and what's the mainstream media saying oh that's that's dangerous stuff hydroxychloroquine that's so dangerous no it's not it's one of the safest drugs out there and one of the most effective in a lot of different diseases they use it for malaria in africa mm. and the reason africa is not getting hammered with coronavirus why hydroxychloroquine mm. India recently came out and said, uh, we're going with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Uh, the, these shots, they're not working. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, you guys, you listen to your doctors, and I'll listen to mine. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, brother. I was kind of like, I was. that was the answer that I was looking for. Uh, because, and that's the reason why I was setting up like that. Folks, this man, the brain, talking about the brain here, when he does research, he's looking at who is putting out this information on the research he's doing. And like he just mentioned, it's doctors that are doing it. Mm -hmm. It's people in high places that are doing it. Mm -hmm. The only thing that they're being, you know, they're, they're, they're being shut down, blackballed, trying to main, you know, keep them quiet, take them off from, uh, 
from uh, media, take them out from, you know, YouTube or ways that they can actually, you know, talk about these things. But the good thing we have, BitChute and Gab and some of these other uh, social media uh, um, platforms that they can use, you know, for the information they want to provide and stand up and say, no, this is wrong. And guess what? I'm a doctor saying this is wrong. And by the way, these doctors are not under the thumb of hospital administrators and medical boards that are threatening them. Administrators saying you'll lose your job if you say anything. And right. medical boards saying we will we will take away your license and drum you out drum you out of the medical business if you say anything. And how much money does a hospital get for saying, oh? This patient died with COVID. $30,000 per COVID case. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a difference of dying with COVID and dying from COVID. Yep. If you die from COVID, it's the only cause of your death. Dying with COVID is you died of something else, but you tested positive by the, by the PCR test of having COVID. So you died with COVID and that's how they reported to get their $30,000. Now mm-hmm. is the PCR test accurate? No. Have we not figured that one out yet, folks? Why did they dump the PCR test and go with something different starting in January of 2022? Because even the WHO and the CDC are coming out now because, you know, their hand kind of got a force and they got exposed <laughs> and saying, uh, yeah, the PCR test they really couldn't depend on it. It it gave a lot of false positive, and it you know it's not accurate. Right. Well, didn't they listen to the guy who invented it, who said, uh, "No, don't use it for that. It's not that's not what it's for." <laughs> Amazing. I mean, it's just incredible. It is. But do you hear that on the mainstream media? No. Oh no. No. But do you take the time to protect your kids and your grandkids and yourself and your family? By doing your own research and saying, you know what, I'm going to think for myself and not walking like a lamb to the slaughter. Mm. No, you don't. A lot of you don't. And then you're wondering, I wonder why old Bob over there, my cousin or my brother or someone else died and they can't explain what it is. Oh, oh, they're saying it was with COVID. Oh, he, he was perfectly healthy. Athlete, high school, athlete, athlete, everything. He just dropped in the field. Massive heart attack. How did that happen? Right. We know that these shots are causing tiny blood clots in the blood system. And they're causing strokes and heart attacks. They're associated with myocarditis, pericarditis, thrombosis, and other heart conditions. There's a clear connection just go on the CDC website, look up VAERS, and you will see it. Folks, it's right there in the plain open. It's right there in the open, in plain sight. But you know why you don't believe it? Because you've been so programmed, so mind-manipulated by the mainstream media and by the need to uh, consult the professional on everything, and you've been taught to never ever under any circumstances think for yourself have any critical thinking have any sense of logic that you just believe what you're told Mm. read the book 1984 
Yep. Yep. Good stuff, bro. Folks, there's a reason why we bring this up to your guys' attention and why we provide this information because we want you to be aware. We want you to be challenged, encouraged, and at the same time, uh, do your own research. You know, don't just believe what we're saying. Brother found it, you know, right there on the uh, uh, on the site uh, um, in North Carolina. There's a patent and you can find it yourself. You can read it yourself. You can print it out if you have enough ink <laughs> and read it. Print it out and take it to uh, your doctor. See what they say. Yeah, absolutely. Print it out and take it to someone who has a degree in microbiology and let them interpret it for you. Yep. Amazing stuff. Amazing discoveries, bro. Mm. I've listened to the interpretation from Judy Mikovich, which is one of the best microbiologists. uh, Very smart. Double PhDs in that field. And she has basically said, yep, that's where it came from. It was invented. Mm. And I think I believe she's a believer. I think right. She thought she talks like one. Yeah. Yeah. She seems to have that mentality and that that heart, you know. But here's the thing. Why would they do that? Mm. See, that's the next question. When you get to the point where you say, okay, yeah, this thing was patented. What the what in the world? Why would they do that? That's well, that's what leads you down the rabbit hole when you ask that question. Yep. Amazing stuff, brother. Amazing stuff. It really is. You know, when we started this podcast, I had no clue we were going to be going down this path. Right. We just wanted to do podcasts on theology and practical Christian living. And then all this stuff hit. And we had no choice but to research and tell people the truth mm-hmm. because it, that's, that's our obligation as Christians. Yeah. Absolutely, bro. And I, I mean, aren't we, you know, if we're looking to scripture and we see, you know, what transpired in scripture, look at the apostle Paul, man, he was up to date in what the, what's happening in the culture. That right. way he knew how to approach the culture when he was preaching the gospel or addressing the church or the issues within Christendom at that time, you know, Brad, you know, the church is taking off. There's issues taking place. I got to find out about my culture, see what it's like. And now I'm going to approach it, you know, with the Holy spirit leading me. So I think that's, what's taken place the last year and a half or so brother, where we've had to readjust, you know, our, our way of doing a podcast just so that we can address all these things coming up because it was a panic brother. I mean, it was a panic. You had people that were genuinely scared for their lives because of this pandemic. You know, nobody wanted to attend church. You know, a lot of people did not want to go to church. Right. A lot of us did. We were like, no, this is to us like a common cold. It looks like it acts, it smells, it looks like a common cold. Guess what? We're going to go when we feel better. And we need to gather. Not only that, why? Because the Bible tells us we need to gather as believers, uh, which is part of our christian culture you know but yeah uh, putting our trust in government rather than the lord has not worked out well has it it has not 
And does the Bible tell us that it doesn't work out either? Absolutely. We saw it. God punished the Israelites because they were not putting their trust in the Lord. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, there is a practicality. Uh Uh-huh. If there was a real situation where people were dying in the streets by the hundreds and thousands and you had a real situation where it was really true that if you went to church, you would kill 10 or 15 of your church members, that would be a completely different thing. But that was not what was happening, not even close. And, And it doesn't take that long to figure it out. You know, that look, you want to understand reality, folks? Turn the TV off and go outside and actually start looking at what's actually really happening in your neighborhood and in your community. And you will find that there's a huge contrast between reality and and the mainstream media news. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of mind control that goes on through subliminal subliminal messages through advertisements on television through uh, programming uh, you ever wonder why they call it programming and programs <laughs> i don't think a lot of people really think about it bro <laughs> there's a reason for why they call it what they call it mm-hmm. they're, they they're in our face right Oh, absolutely. All the they time. They sit there yeah. and tell us that we're being programmed with their programs. Mm-hmm. And it just goes right. It goes you know, right over our head, right? In yeah. one ear, out the other. And there doesn't seem to be anything in between. And they're laughing at us. Mm. They're laughing at us. Oh, look at these dummies. We're making buku money. Oh, on yeah. these people watching all this programming while we program their brains. Mm. I really, the best thing I ever did was to get away from that television. We dumped it. We got rid of it. We don't want anything to do with it. And I started reading. I started researching. I started getting back into scripture. Yeah. Um, if, if I could spend an hour watching a sitcom, I could spend an hour reading scripture. Yeah. Amen. You know, so mm-hmm. I really believe that God is judging not only our nation, but he's judging the world. I think he's also judging the, this cult that the elites are involved in, which, by the way, goes all mm-hmm. the way back to Moloch and Baal worship in the Old Covenant. Uh, yeah. Epstein had a big statue of Moloch on his island. Mm-hmm. It's ancient Moloch worship, folks, that these people are doing. Anyway, so, um, you know, getting away from all that stuff, it really does clear up your mind. And you begin to think clearer. And you begin to question everything. And you begin to look and you say, oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's the professional that's lying to me. Do you think every doctor is pure as a driven snow? They put a a white lab coat on with a stethoscope around their neck, brother, and all of a sudden they they become an angel of God singing hallelujah, right? (laughs) Right. Wrong. (laughs) They're sinners. (laughs) They're sinners just like everybody else. What? They're not perfect? Are you sure about that, bro? (laughs) 
They're not perfect. <laughs> you think scientist folks are perfect individuals? You don't think they're not influenced by, by their philosophy, by their worldview, by money? Climate change agenda, right? How much mm-hmm. of that is driven by government grants? Mm. If you don't follow the government line concerning climate change, because there's an agenda there where they want to control people through it and gain more power and so forth, then you don't get your grant. And if you don't get your grant, you don't get your research. And if you don't get your research, you might as well go do something else because you can't conduct business as a scientist. Mm, Wow. Money talks and these people are influenced by money and they keep their mouth shut for that reason. Oh yeah. And you don't think these doctors don't do the same thing? $30,000 per case. And their administrators are saying, you better keep your mouth shut. Oh, absolutely. Yep. We don't care how many people die. Keep your mouth shut. It's $30,000 per case. Exactly. All you have to worry about is just say what they died of. We're good. Right. We'll get our money. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just it's just naive to think that uh, oh, their peers are driven snow. They would never lie to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm to the point where uh, I'm I'm saying you know what I don't I I used to go to a hospital to be healed, and you know and there's a cardiolo- cardiologist that. Sharp uh, Memorial in San Diego that I owe my life to. I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for him. Saved my life Hmm. from my heart condition. And I'm thankful for that. That's good medical treatment. But since all of this COVID fiasco has hit and these Fauci shots have hit, there's been a drastic change. You used to go to the hospital to get better. Now you go to the hospital to die. Mm. I don't trust them anymore. It's hard to, very hard to. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, especially with, you know, the last two years, what's has taken place. It just keeps getting harder and harder to put trust in them, you know. It does, but I think if this uh, Nuremberg-style trial occurs, if the Hague is serious about this and they actually put out indictments on these people and put out warrants on them saying we want them arrested and we need to bring them into court that's going to send shock waves through the medical professional profession and all these people like uh, the, the vaccine police have been going around and giving Nuremberg advisements to hospital administrators and pharmacists and people like that all over the country saying you're in violation of Nuremberg code and you could get the death penalty for what you're doing. If these people were to be indicted for crimes against humanity, you think those administrators and those pharmacists might uh, think a little differently? Oh, the whole thing would change, bro. They were shaking. Everybody would be shaking in their boots, you know, if something big like this was to take place. I think so. You know, they'll shake that foundation to the point where, I mean, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be afraid. They're going to start telling the truth more often, you know, and you reap what you sow, right? Exactly. 
God, God will not allow evil to continue, especially this kind of evil to this level. He created, a, he brought a flood mm -hmm. and only Noah survived. And he, he uh, disbanded the tower of Babel yeah. and did other acts in the, in, in, in time in, in, in human history because of this kind of evil. He wiped mm -hmm. out nations because of this. Mm -hmm. He wiped out Israel twice because of this. Because of this kind of evil. You don't think he's not going to judge these people? Yep. And then you guys are running around saying, Romans 13. <laughs> Oh, Romans man. 13, we talked about that one. There, there is a condition clause in Romans 13, and the condition clause is that the government is responsible to God to act in a godly manner. Amen. In order to become Amen. that authority that's talked about in Romans 13. Yep. Yep. Government was instituted by God. It is very important. I don't buy into this idea that, oh, we just need to leave government alone and just, just focus on the gospel. No. We focus on the gospel and we focus on human government. Why? Because both were instituted by God. We focus on the family, right, also, because it was an institution of God. Anything that was an institution of God, we should be involved in, and we should be influencing, and we should be saying, this is God's domain. God owns this, and we will do God's will when it comes to government, when it comes to family, when it comes to the gospel. Yeah. So we need to be involved in this. We need to do our homework. We need to seek out the truth and not just believe the doctors who have been on a gag order from their administrators and their board, uh, their, doc their doctor boards and their nursing boards. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Brother. That's good stuff. My brother. Wow. Uh, folks, I had no idea of what my brother was going to share. He kind of gave me a little bit of what he was going to share today with us and the importance of uh, this episode. And wow, after going, after you're reading all that information, man, a picture cannot get any clearer. And, uh, you know, folks, we challenge you, continue to do research, look these things up. And especially if you are a Christian, there's a duty there to seek out the truth. And you know that. It's scriptural to stand on the truth. And first of all, the truth of the word of God. And secondly, just truth in general, especially, you know, living in this world. Brother, that's good stuff. Appreciate now, brother, that. Brother, we, we also mentioned a Supreme Court case that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, let's switch gears a little bit here. So we were talking, well, people know about the uh, pending uh, Supreme Court uh, in, in deciding to whether uh, uphold uh, Biden's vaccine mandate for large companies. I believe it was, what, 300 employees or more or 100 employees or more? I don't have the article in front of me, but... 100 and more. 100 and more, right? Okay, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I believe that we recently uh, got some uh, news that uh, Biden uh, got shut down. <laughs> 
six to four, no, six to three decision. Right? Six, six to three. That is correct. So uh, Supreme Court upheld, uh, you know, uh, going against the green there with uh, Mr. Biden and uh, said, nope, you will not. The only thing that was held up is vaccine mandate for health workers. Healthcare workers. So let me explain the difference, what, what that means, what, why it went that way. Um, now, I don't agree with the court when it comes to healthcare workers, because right? I believe now the court is in violation of Nuremberg Code and that they're committed. Yes, that's right. Them. You're right. Yeah. You know, but um, here's the reasoning behind their decision. Okay. The argument that was made by the UCLJ, the American Center for Law and Justice, was a brilliant argument because what they did is they took the tact of saying, look, OSHA does not have the authority to make these mandates Mm -hmm. because it's outside of the purview of their expertise. What OSHA does is they take care of safety issues in the workplace. Uh, you can't have asbestos in a building. Uh, you have to have a certain oxygen content uh, without um, uh, toxic uh, chemicals in the air within a workspace. Um, which, by the way, the CO2 level between your mask and your nose does not meet OSHA standards. <laughs> it's a toxic. <laughs> it's toxic. The, the, the air between your mask and your mouth and your nose is toxic, folks. It's dangerous. High CO2 levels. Mm. Now, we need CO2. We need to breathe out CO2 so the plants, the, the trees and the plants can breathe and because they give us the oxygen, right? Mm-hmm. So they take That's in CO2 and they put out oxygen. We breathe oxygen. The trees breathe in. Or they take in. Uh, through photosynthesis and so forth, uh, CO2. So CO2 is important. We need it. If we deplete all of it, if we deplete a lot of it, we're going to lose a lot of our forest. And that's not good. So that's another ignorant thing by the climate change people, but I digress. So OSHA takes care of things like that. Um, Hard hats and construction sites, right? That's an OSHA rule. That's within their purview. So what the court said and what the ACLJ argued was that, look, OSHA is not the right agency or, or the right purview to mandate health care mandates because they're not health care. It's outside of their expertise and outside of their authority. They don't have the authority to do mandates when it comes to mask and so forth, or uh, mandating uh, medical shots, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not medical, they're safety. And so that's why the court shot it down. Now, the reason the, sh- the court upheld the other part, there's a couple of things there. <clears throat> Number one, that was not done through OSHA. That was done by medical hospitals, Mm. medical staff, medical administrators, and that is their field. Does that make sense? So that's the reason that. Now, employers all over the country, big and small, came out and fought against the Biden mandates through OSHA. 
because they showed up, that had a big influence on the Supreme Court on that decision. But did the medical facilities show up to fight for their employees? No. No. Mm. And so that had a big influence on the court as well, where the court saying, well, you know, these are the medical experts and they are not coming in and saying, oh, yeah, we we want you to shut down any mandates on the shots. So how is the court supposed to handle that? How are they supposed to make that decision? Right. If they're believing the doctors, as you've mentioned, other people are doing the the wrong doctors, by the way, uh, then they're they're going to make the decision the way they did. Mm -hmm. So now to clarify things, what this means is that the Biden administration cannot force these companies or corporations to mandate a vaccine, right? Or specifically the COVID vaccines. It does not, however, forbid those companies from mandating it. Mm-hmm. So those companies can still mandate those vaccines independently of the government and OSHA, and the court would d- did not have anything in the ruling to forbid a company from doing that. Right. So if the company wants to individually do that, they still can and so that's kind of where the decision is. But I still think it's in a positive direction. I'm glad they shot, shut down the OSHA thing because that would have been devastating. Yeah, you're right. It would be. It would be. Good yeah, stuff. so that's, that's kind of how it worked. So, yeah, just yeah. to explain, because people, it can be confusing for folks. It can. No, it can definitely be confusing. But uh, we got pretty smart. We got a pretty uh, smart cat in this uh, podcast. You know, I won't say his name, the brain, but, uh, you know, he does research. He understands a lot of this stuff very I thought, well. I thought you were going to bring a cat out and call him <laughs> or something. <laughs> but, yeah, that was uh, one of the big uh, news uh, this week. Uh, yeah. That the Supreme Court uh, blocked the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, but it allowed the uh, the other mandate on the healthcare workers. You know, unfortunately, that still has to proceed. But uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, that's consider it a victory, right? Um, yeah, it is. It's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Now I'm going to be watching the Hague and see what they do. The international court. That's going to be extremely uh, interesting, brother. That's something yeah. to definitely keep uh, an eye and ear on. You know, right? To see whether right. this uh, does that take place because that's going to be huge if it does. Oh yes, yeah, it will be. Good stuff, brother. Now, let me mention uh this. Uh, Another thing that's going to be showing up in the news a lot as we come along with this is the 5G network. Uh, Yeah. Before we we close out, just for people to keep a watch on this, because um, the airlines have already uh, had heartache with this whole 5G towers and stuff going on. They were concerned about it messing with their instruments on their airplanes. Yeah, I think I... Yeah, they're concerned heard about, about that. that a little bit. Yeah. 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 And because it's already out, you know, I mean, you right. got phone companies are already carrying it. I mean, I know recently uh, our provider for uh, um, cell, cell phone uh, is um, AT&T and they're already carrying the 5G network. Right. You know, and then, of course, they're looking at the money again. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, they don't care what happens to humanity as long as they get their money. Yeah. And and what's happening, brother, with this 5G thing, a lot of the old phones, they don't work with the 5G network. So guess what? They're pushing everybody to upgrade. Well, you can still spend money, obviously. You know, you're still going to you can still do the 4G. You can still do the 4G. Eventually, they're going to kill it off. Well, they killed the 3G, I know. Yeah. But they want 5G. Here's the problem with the 5G that uh, I just learned about today. And this came from a, a doctor, by the way, and mm. someone who, who was an expert in this field. The problem is the radiation. 5G mm. apparently yeah. has uh, a heavy re- 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 radiation. As a matter of fact, to the level that your microwave has. When you put your food in the microwave and wow. it gets nuked, mm-hmm. well, that's uh, 5G is us in the microwave. Oh, wow. <laughs> and according to this doctor that I was listening to on this podcast, and I, you know, this is just what I was hearing. Um, the people who have taken the Fauci shots, yeah, they're going to be more affected by the, the radiation from the 5G than the ones who have not taken the shots. Really? Okay. Yeah. That, that's interesting. Yeah. So hmm. that would kind of help to explain why people getting sick that had the shots. Oh. If they're turning on 5G and radiation is affecting them. That could explain part of what's going on. Wow. And so, um, did not but, know that, bro. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the folks who did not have the shot are uh, get away scot free. Right. Uh, you you can still feel sick from radiation the 5G, but it's not as potent as if you had the shots. It's, this is according to what what's been coming out. So I'll keep an eye on that. And folks, you do that too, and do some research, and we'll see what we can find out about it. Now that I think, is that why I'm losing my hair, bro? Bro. I hate to tell you, but I have a feeling that has to do with genetics. Is that why I'm getting a little dumb? <laughs> but did your dad have a full set of hair? <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, man. <laughs> I inherited my grandfather's uh, hairline. Oh, is that what it was? That's what it is. He's oh, come the, on. Uh, You're blaming your granddad. <laughs> I, I, I'm blaming that that old man. Yes. <laughs> may, may, may he rest in peace now but yeah, yeah. Um, once I, I saw him into his 70s and 80s and I was looking at his head and his hairline I'm like huh so that looks familiar <laughs> look, hey Kojak was bald mm-hmm. and he was cool that so, you know what? That's so true. all you so all you gotta do is get you a lollipop and you're set <laughs> <laughs> that's right and he wore a lot of those fedora hats. So I got there a few. Go. I got a few. So, you there know, you go. That uh, works. I'm going to be cool then. That's all I can say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff, my brother. <laughs> Appreciate uh, this time, brother. Um, a lot of information, folks. We we are blessed uh, when we have uh, these uh, podcasts, when we do these episodes. Uh, I learn as much as you guys do as well. Uh, and uh, our prayer and our hope is that this helps you as well. It, it edifies you and it challenges you. Um, I, we pray that it gives you hope, that it gives you a, a point of view to where you can trust in the Lord. 
you can go to scripture and put your faith and trust in what the word says, because that's the only place we're going to point you to. No other place. Right. And let me, and, and let me end on this. Whatever happens from here when it comes to all of this stuff that's been going on is not inevitable. Mm. I heard someone uh, this week say, based upon their understanding of the book of Revelation, that, oh, these things are inevitable. They're going to occur no matter what we do, because God has already determined it. That is not true. <laughs> and even if you have a futurist interpretation of the book of Revelation, Futurist interpretations are all over the map. Yeah. And so to say that any one particular interpretation is inevitable is to basically throw your hands up and give up on working for the kingdom of God. Mm. That is the wrong attitude. We don't stop. We keep doing what God told us to do. Amen. And don't make the mistake of giving up because you have the belief that, oh, well, we're out of here. God's going to get take us out in the rapture or whatever and so forth. And uh, so we might as well just skip back and enjoy the ride. Big mistake. Because the reality is God expects us to keep working. And what if you're wrong? Mm. Uh -oh. What if you're wrong? What if people are not going to like that, bro? <laughs> what if your understanding of prophecy in the Bible is completely wrong? Then what? Mm. I'll leave it at that. So want me to go ahead and close it out, brother? Close it out, bro, because I ain't got the nail. I got nothing yeah, else. Speechless? Okay. <laughs> Just like I got nothing else. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for listening, folks. I know this is a lot of heavy stuff, but, uh, but I just pray that God will give you uh, insight and uh, the courage to look into these things and do the right thing. And take care of your family. Protect your kids, your grandkids. Protect yourself and do the right thing. So remember, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you in the next podcast. And we'll podcast. catch you after we catch you on the next podcast. Catch you on the flip side, too. <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun there too early. No problem. My, my tongue twisted. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast blessing to have you we hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us especially our wives that uh, they put up with us they allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the word of god and uh, in return they help us as well and they keep us accountable it's a blessing to have them in our lives so we want to especially thank them I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. Uh, I want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have them in our life. 
Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. That we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you.